Let's get vulnerable. Let's get vulnerable. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Bachelor recap, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing okay. How are you? Good, good. good. good, good. Housekeeping. Do we have any updates? Other than the fact that a lot of Shandies came out of the woodworks last week to say that they actually, in fact, liked us having guests. There you go. It proves the adage. The adage? Oh, sorry. (laughs) You know, that's one of those words that every time I'm about to say it, I always have this panic, like, oh, is it a dodge or is it added? I've said this. You're you're stealing something I've said before. No, then it's a thing. I know you've, it's a thing. (laughs) Okay. It can't be just us. (laughs) Okay. Because it feels like it should be a dodge, but it's adage. I, yeah, we've had this, oh my God. We've had Dear Shandy long enough where we're starting to repeat ourselves. That's okay. Because I always, with adage, I'm always like, a adage. Wow. Every time. Do you want to hear something embarrassing? And this is, this is like a, this is something wrong with my brain. Ever since I was a kid, I panic when I say the word mirror or window because I never know which one it is. Oh my God, that's so cute. Mirror or window. I'm like that with East and West. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not so embarrassed anymore. No, I mean, like I get them kind of mixed up, like which one's which, and I kind of go north, south, east. I know that east, I know which direction east is, so, but I have to go north, south, and then I'm like, yeah, east. It's oh, but the- you, you get it mixed up directionally. Yes. You don't just confuse which word means what. Oh, no. Oh, I'm like, look out the, and sometimes I'll say mirror. I'll be like, is it mirror or window? Which oh. one's the oh, one no, you no, see that's, through that and which is, one's the one that reflects? I'm sorry, my love, that is more embarrassing. Oh, it's way more. Anyway, getting to the original <laughs> point is this proves the adage uh-huh. that you can't please all the people all the time. Yeah. And which, it also goes to show that all adages are true. Mm. There's no adage that's not true. And I mean, I will say that it continues to be the most difficult part about having a podcast for me because yeah. I am a people pleaser. And so I'm like, oh, they didn't like guests. OK, we won't have guests. And other people are like, we did like the guests. I'm like, but wait, the two can't coexist. They can't. It's, impo- it's an impossibility. How do I please everyone? You know what, Charlene? Just be you. Oh, my God. You just said my name. That's so weird. It is weird. That sounded really weird. <laughs> I'm going to pretend that didn't happen. Yeah, sorry. Okay, so episode six picks up in Tallinn, Estonia. Mm, This looks beautiful. Yeah. We've both never been to Estonia. We've talked about maybe going there. Have we? No. (laughs) (laughs) Andy, you were unimpressed with their B-roll shots of sparrows. Yeah, I mean, I like sparrows, but apparently Estonia does not have an expanse of wildlife to Uh, choose from. Yeah, it was sort of, usually you see some sort of cool animal and it was like, oh, sparrows. (laughs) What do we got? Pigeons or sparrows? Let's go (laughs) sparrows. That said, I can sometimes find a sparrow fascinating. I love sparrows. Yeah, they're very- I actually think they're underrated, even though they're everywhere. If they were not everywhere, if like people were walking around and the first sparrow people have ever seen just appeared, Mm -hmm. they'd be into it. Yeah, they'd be like, wow, that's such a cute bird. It's super cute. They're little fat little guys and they're very friendly and very tame. And uh, they're really cute close up and they make nice little peeps. And, uh, <laughs> I feel yeah. that way about squirrels, too. If squirrels were less ubiquitous, people oh, would be like, oh. oh, my God, that is super cute. No, even with their ubiquity, I think squirrels are the cutest things on Earth. Uh-huh. We actually may or may not have researched whether or not you can own a squirrel. Yeah. I mean, I, I figured out you can. I also figured out they're not the greatest pets. Why not? Apparently, they're, they're just really difficult. 
the ones you see on Instagram are like the most tame, amazing squirrels. <laughs> like that's that's the minority, apparently. Jesse and Zach chat in a cafe. Jesse says Greer is feeling under the weather. I love how they don't just come out and say that she has COVID. Zach pretends to care. What a hall pass, by the way. Unbelievable. I mean, she really just skirted by last week and yeah. now she gets to stay on until episode seven yeah why everyone in the future she's just like when they feel like they're on the chopping block you're like oh i've got a <laughs> fever and achiness at the hotel the date card arrives and it's for charity not surprising anyone and you said i'm gonna have to sit through this <sighs> and look this is not against charity oh no we love charity yeah we just don't buy their connection no, ridiculous and not a lot happens in this episode to change our minds no. she emerges looking lovely katie says she looks amazing and green and smells good i love katie <laughs> katie's great confidence confidence yeah she doesn't feel any competition she Just has confidence in her connection with zach do you know what that's from i have confidence in rain oh. i have confidence that spring will come again mary poppins mm, close the Sound of Music? Yes! Ooh. I'm so impressed. Thank you. Zach comes and greets the ladies and Kat asks to speak with him. So she basically steals him away just before he departs with Charity. The ladies are plussed by this. They are plussed. Yes. Not non-plussed. Yeah. Charity says that wasn't the most appropriate timing. And Kat in the hallway says to Zach, she doesn't care if she comes off needy. She needed to have a moment with him. And Zach tells Kat she's just taking initiative. And he appreciates that. And then when he returns, Gabby in her ITM observes that Zach now has lip gloss on his lips that wasn't there a few minutes ago. Mm. And now after Zach and Charity leave, all hell breaks loose. Even Allie, who's normally pretty quiet, is like, that wasn't the greatest timing. Yeah. Brooklyn says it was charity's moment it wasn't the time cat meanwhile interesting call is not remotely apologetic i mean it is all fair in love and war right but that doesn't necessarily mean you can't be ganged up on for being a jerk like oh that. i think this is so not worth it shows it's, weakness uh, on top of everything else it shows weakness I, does it show weakness yeah why because why does she need to do that the mm. other front runners didn't need to do that Oh, I was thinking that for the, let's say, at most five minutes they had together in the hallway, like at most, yeah, and the peck that they shared, enough for her to transfer lip gloss onto his lips. <laughs> I just don't Watch see how else. that is worth the strife that that creates in the house, the target it puts on her back. Like, we see how it ends up infecting the rest of her time with the ladies throughout this episode alone. We don't know how it's going to extend beyond this episode. It's just not worth it. I agree. But I do stand by the weakness because if I felt supremely confident in mm. my connection and my future with the lead, I wouldn't feel the need to do that because in addition to the fact that I didn't need to do that, mm -hmm. I know it's a risk. Yeah. She had to know it's a risk. It's not like she thought no one would be annoyed I by that. I think that's what annoyed me most about her reaction because later Brooklyn's, Brooklyn's issue is that not only is Kat not apologetic, but she almost starts to play victim here. Because Brooklyn next says that it was classless. And Kat's like, oh, why are you being so aggressive? And then she just sort of starts to act like, why are you coming after me? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you did the first thing. You threw the first stone. And so I think that's what that, what rubbed me wrong is her like seeming cluelessness as to why anyone would be upset about this. Yeah. If someone did this to her, I think she would be annoyed. 
Yeah, I think it's getting to the point in the show where everyone's actually like, oh, we're actually kind of Zach's girlfriend. Yeah. And it's getting a little more nasty. I will say it does make for a more interesting season. I, As we said two weeks ago, I really buy that the ladies really like him. Oh, yeah. At this point, yes. Yeah. Charity has her one-on-one now. They ride a horse-drawn carriage. Charity says, I've always wanted to go in a carriage. And they get in the carriage, they start going. And she says, have you ever done a carriage before? It's a dream of mine. So this in itself is a dream. I wrote dream bigger, girl. Our carriage is not I, I common. Think, I think some probably, I'm not, you know, just, uh, am I allowed to say women? Women? What about, wait, what are you about to say? I think women, like some women, like really <laughs> like have fantasies about carriage, horse drawn carriages with. Oh, with, it feels romantic. Yeah. Okay. I know that men don't because I've never met a man who's been like, <laughs> I really want to be in a horse-drawn carriage. Okay, you have to add straight in front of all these. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. saying we know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. But, but yes, to be respectful. <laughs> I, I do um, think that men feel obliged at times and feel like they'll get a lot of brownie points for doing a horse-drawn because carriage. Because it is, you know, it reminds me a little bit of our Q&A when we were talking about proposals. Yeah. And you were like, oh, rose petals. Like no yeah. one's ever thought of that before. Like it's this sort of quote unquote romantic thing that yeah. you do. And maybe I'm spoiled because we live right by Central Park. And so we see horse-drawn carriages multiple times a day. And if anything, I'm like, who rides in those? Yeah. Who rides those? <laughs> That's how I feel about them. I'm like, these horses have horrible lives. I actually think it's extremely it's unethical. Terrible. You're moving around Central Park at a way too slow pace. Yes, yeah, too slow. And it's very hot. In the summer, you imagine dealing with that? Uh, they want to just, you know, be grazing in a field. They've the- got to carry some people from like God knows where who's like, I want to ride a horse carriage. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, you know. People are going to come after you for that impression. No, I, that was just a person. It just, no, there's no geographical place that person was from. It's an American person. Charity reveals she's a history geek. And Zach says that he loves history too, but is bad at memory. me memory no good at (laughs) okay so they pull up to a crowd and decide to check it out suddenly they're participating in a wife carrying competition which is a popular sport in estonia (laughs) things got a little slow there andy you said that's actually a good way of carrying your wife it's the only way i could carry my wife it was very efficient yeah it seems like because she's doing some work, like the most of the weight of her body is like on your posterior and she's holding on to your legs so she's really, it's kind of like having a really heavy backpack. Because I know, like I've seen. Oh, you, you couldn't carry me. I couldn't carry you yeah. the right way. I couldn't carry you. I could if my life depended on it. I have very weak legs. <laughs> look look at this leg. I mean, it's thin. It's okay. But, but it's not my strong suit. Yeah. I don't have a good leg. But I'm saying if I had to carry you, that's how I carry you. I can't do like a hoopa. If you hooped me, I'd be in spinal surgery within two days. What's a hoopa? A hoofa? What's the thing where you jump into someone's arms? Like you run and jump into the arms? A hooju. Oh, not a hoofa? <laughs> <laughs> Zach is shockingly good at this sport. He's very strong. He I is. believe he played football now. Back at the hotel, Brooklyn and Katie talk. Brooklyn is still annoyed about Kat. Katie agrees they were all shocked that mm. Kat chose to do this. It does seem like it's out of character. They have the same boyfriend. Yeah. Before it was a game. Yeah, but now even, it's serious. Even beyond having the same boyfriend, in the beginning, it's like, let's be friends and like get yeah. along. And then after a long time of being trapped in a room, living together, you start to notice that people that you used to like are kind of annoying. Yeah. It's a lot of time to spend together. It's like You're musical rooming chairs. together. It's musical chairs. When you have musical chairs, by the way, when was the last time you played musical chairs? Seriously. Can you remember? I can. You can? I can remember. 
When? It was in kindergarten. I remember the day. Because well, I love musical chairs. I love musical chairs too. Do you know one of the things I was most upset about in getting older what? was no more musical chairs. Oh my God. We should host a party with these childhood games, including musical chairs. That's a great and idea. And like bobbing for apples and a pinata. Wait a minute. Instead of doing a live show, which <laughs> I'm not crazy about the idea, let's yeah. do a live kindergarten game shanty I am event. super into that. But anyway, I remember I was like in first grade and I was like, okay, well, it looks like it's around uh, musical chairs time. And they're like, yep, oh, okay, see you. That's the I, end of the day. I also no musical love chairs. musical chairs. But my point is in musical chairs, when it was like 15 people, everyone's like, ha, 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 this is so funny. But then when it's down to like three or four people, you're like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Gets it's so true yeah. in the beginning it's fun it oh my god it's just like monopoly like oh, in totally. the beginning you're like oh that's oh, fun yeah, yeah, oh yeah. i landed on this property yeah, i'll like, buy it and then towards the end oh, you're, totally. like, you're like oh i'll add a third hotel on boardwalk <laughs> suck my brooklyn says what bugs her most about cat was how she was playing victim i have to admit that would also bug me the most and ariel and cat are now talking Kat does seem to be playing victim here. And Ariel says it was about the timing. It was someone else's one-on-one. And Kat says it's not about the one-on-one, though. Things shifted after he got COVID. And Ariel says, I don't think respect ever shifts, though. This made me really... I mean, I already really like Ariel. Ariel lays it down. Oh, man. And it's so gentle. Like, it doesn't feel aggressive. She's just like, but I don't think respect ever shifts. Like, it would be so easy in a one-on-one girl chat like this to just agree with Kat. Yeah. I, in fact, I think most people would just to avoid the awkwardness of not yeah, agreeing with totally. her. Yeah. This was really gracefully done. Back on the date, Charity and Zach sample Estonian spirits. They eat almonds on the street. Wait, yeah. <laughs> no, they eat street almonds. They eat they, those like they candy eat almonds. almonds that were on the street. <laughs> <laughs> they eat marzipan. I yeah. love marzipan. I don't. You don't? Yeah, I think marzipan is the ugly stepchild of sweets. That's how I feel about Turkish delight. What's Turkish delight? Did you ever see The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? I did. I didn't see it. I read it because I'm literate. (laughs) (laughs) In his ITM, he talks about how awesome charity is. They're having a blast. You need proof? He throws an almond and she catches it with her mouth. Yeah, that's it. That's how you know you're having fun. That's it. A lifetime of love. <laughs> and you said when Zach phones it in, he becomes the most boring version of himself. Which is uh, it's pretty boring. This was really, I felt like we were being force fed. Like, look how much fun they're having. Look how compatible they are. And this is nothing against Charity, by no, the way. No, Charity is absolutely, absolutely lovely. lovely. Yes. It just feels intelligence insulting. It. You know, it did feel like a first date. It did not feel like an episode six in two weeks. We have hometowns and might end up engaged date. Of course not. The daytime wraps with them in the town square, just admiring their surroundings while the camera circles around them. They kiss and then the scene ends with him going, wow, wow. And Andy, you said cloud 1000. (laughs) That's a good callback. Ah, mm, The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. 
Now it's the evening. Charity says that Zach has a special way of making her feel seen and chosen. She says who he's seen that day isn't who she was years ago. She says she was in an emotionally abusive relationship and she starts to cry. She says there was a lot of infidelity. It was with someone she knew. Mm, yeah, that's not good. That ain't good. That gives me the ugh, Ooh, the willies. No good. I mean, talk about a double whammy of damaging your trust. Yeah, it's both. It's the worst of both. Yeah, it's the both like on the X Y axis. It's it's the bottom right corner. Yeah, or no, I would say top right, like or max. the bottom left, really. No, you're right. The bottom yeah. top right. Yeah, oh, you're absolutely it's right. It's top, the top, top right. right. It's the top right. <laughs> Unless both axes are, are fun, like good times, oh. happiness. Oh, yeah. I was thinking. You're right. You're sense right. of betrayal, loss of trust, absolutely. friendship. You're, it's love, absolutely love, yeah. top right. You're 100% right. <laughs> she says it became a vicious cycle of manipulation and she hid it even from her parents, who she's very close with. Yeah. And she's both ashamed of it, but it also made her who she is today. That sucks. I felt oh, that's, oof, the, yeah, rough that's not for her. Good. Zach relates to her here now. He says he knows how it feels to lose yourself in a relationship. Mm. He said there came a point where he didn't even know what his favorite music was. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, I, I thought it was Nickelback, but... <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't sure it, it was. Yeah. But it was, it was, it Nickelback. was Nickelback. It was Nickelback. Yeah. It, to me, this, we knew what he meant. We yeah. knew what he, we knew what he meant. And I, we did know what he I meant. appreciate. Yeah. But notice how we're like, Oh, we know what he means. And charity's like, Oh, I know what he means. That's not what Zach did with Greer last week. Last week he was like, that's not the same. So true. It's a false equivalency. Charity respects Zach enough I mean, she probably, she actually may love Zach mm-hmm. to, to not, you know, call him out on that. Whereas Zach actively, I think, dislikes I don't Greer. even think you need to love the person or think you love the person to just be like, I know what you mean. You're relating to me. You've also been through something that was challenging and difficult right. at the time. you respect them. You, yeah. you respect them. What you are doing by making this false equivalency, it's showing that you relate to me and understand me. And it's actually meant nicely. Right. I'm only holding him to this because he was so brutal to Greer last week. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm just pointing out all the little ways in which he does does this with the women and they're not like actually it's not the same it is so on brand for zach though i love that oh what that, that, that he just couldn't remember the music he liked. <laughs> it's like just go look at the top 40 chart you'll find it dude <laughs> you're okay <laughs> charity in her itm says that zach makes her feel safe protected comforted she feels amazing and zach in his voiceover while they make out now says quote she is literally the person that can make everyone in a room feel good and happy and comfortable and it feels good with her okay okay you loved this okay first of all if you're gonna use literally incorrectly at least be specific (laughs) about it that's all i yeah but he wasn't using it incorrectly technically because she could literally be the person that makes everyone in a room feel good and happy What's the like, point of using the word literally in front I of I mean, that? I agree. That point is correct. That, then you could literally, you could put literally in front of everything. <laughs> Why can't you just start Moby Dick with literally? Just literally call me Ahab and then the whole rest of Moby Dick. <laughs> Zach obviously presents Charity with the rose. She accepts and they uh, ride off in the carriage together. Yeah, another in, carriage ride. Yeah, in her yeah, <laughs> Two for one. Yeah. Uh, in her ITM, she says she's 100% falling for Zach. Back at the hotel, the group date arrives. Brooklyn, Katie, Kat, Gabby, Allie, and Jess are going on this one. It says, true love feels like magic. Ariel says she's so happy and shocked. And meanwhile, Jess starts to cry. She asks, does being the last one say something? 
Gabby says she's not the last one. Greer also doesn't have a date. And she's in, and Jess is like, <laughs> Greer, she has a date with COVID. <laughs> the ladies try to comfort Jess, but she is inconsolable. She says she's never felt so close to going home. I feel for her. You don't blame her. She's like, what is this supposed to mean? Oh, no, it's not she's good. Right. Yeah. When Gabby was like, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's like, it's a bad thing. That was classic. Like, you know, we're going to comfort you with BS. Yeah. Which was sweet. Yeah. I do like that about Gabby. I don't She's like a BS comforting. Oh, you don't? No, I like comforting to be real. Like if I have a problem and someone comforts me, I want to know that they're comforting me with truth. Oh, I have to admit now that you mention it. This is true. Yeah. Like when I comfort you with just a nicety. Oh, I don't like it. You're like, no. It makes it worse. Was not only do I feel bad about the thing, but now I feel bad that I'm being patronized. Oh, keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. The next day, Charity reports back about her date and she says she tried to block out what happened just before. Mm. Kat says she doesn't want to address this before the group date and Brooklyn pounces on this. She's like, oh, now you don't want to talk yeah, about something yeah, before yeah. a group date. And this ends on a tense note, which brings us right into the group date. Right away, we get word watch one. Zach says, that's the first group date since I was sick. They're in the woods and they meet an Estonian witch. She says she heals people, helps them find love. And Andy, you said, so she's a good witch. They walk in a circle around the fire Zach burns sage to clean the women's energies, yeah. cleanse, <laughs> cleanse them. Clean, clean them, clean the women. <laughs> Brooklyn says, I feel so cleansed. She's, I thought this was funny. She's funny. Brooklyn in her ITM says, there's not enough sage in the world to cleanse cat. Katie, it's a little extreme. I, yeah, I'm torn on the Brooklyn thing because in some ways I really I, like what a straight shooter she is. I, but I think the one gripe I have with Brooklyn is I think she's sort of bought into this. She's like, oh, this is good. This is my hook. I'm going to be the one who goes after Kat. And I don't think at this point, I think it's over. I think she made her point and I think let it rest. Yeah, I agree. I think it should have ended at that first conversation. Yeah, totally. But she really doesn't let it go. Well, she feels like it's like her thing. She got like, she got a hit. Oh. It's like, you know, hit me baby one more time. She's got it. Now she wants a career. <laughs> is that the name of the song? Yeah, is hit it, is me it, baby. Is one the name more time? "Hit Me Baby yes, One More Time"? It so is. it's f- uh, "Hit Me Baby One More Time" is the name of that song. Yes. Okay. Oh baby, baby. Had <laughs> <laughs> to throw that in there. Oh, I missed your Britney impression, Andy. Britney's the best. She really is. Who doesn't like Britney? So now they take turns gazing at Zach through a flame. Katie says it was so special. She's never connected with someone on that level before. It did feel very momentous. You know, yeah. it was so zoomed in on their eyes. You could see Katie's individual eyelashes. It was so close up and they're gazing at each other. And in her ITM, Katie was like, wow, that moment. And then the next shot is Gabby doing the exact same thing. I thought this was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's like, how special can it be if everyone's taking turns it's doing it? It's very funny. <laughs> I mean, the irony is not lost. On Once anyone. again, one of the things that only The Bachelor will deliver. That's right. During Jess's moment, the flame goes out the witch says sorry (laughs) and he said this witch can't control a single candle the witch says goodbye now yeah that's enough witching for now folks (laughs) give me my hundred bucks and we agree this was the most underwhelming group date activity possibly ever it was so weak it almost felt like it had to have been a plan b oh i a hundred percent agree like they had a thing and then they called like the Estonian like business, the the, the Chamber of Commerce. Uh-huh. Is that what it's called? They I called was going to say Department of uh, Biz- tr- of uh, travel of and leisure and travel. No, well, what's what is it called? Of sightseeing of uh, of 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 um <sighs> uh, travel and leisure. No, it's it's a word for it of of of, uh, of like people coming over parks and recreation. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, of uh, 
when when people come to oh, oh, tourist, tourism. Tourism. <laughs> tourism. We're a little slow today. No, 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 no. No, those are words you forget. So now it's the evening. We have to talk about Gabby's outfit because she was my best dressed of the week. She's wearing a mini strapless leather dress mm-hmm. and mid calf heeled booties, an emerald blazer over her shoulders and a slicked center part low. There butt. we go. It felt like she heard me last oh, yeah. week. yeah. Is it possible? <laughs> <laughs> she live. looked awesome. The Bachelor is live. Jess in her ITM says that she wants him to want her. She wants him to want her. She, she needs, needs him to, to want her. her. No, to need her. Shut up. <laughs> she needs him to want her. <laughs> no. That is such a good song. 38 special? Cheap trick. You're right. It's cheap trick. Yeah, well done. Thank you. I know it because it was from 10 Things I Hate About You. You know what I love about that song is it's got three really solid pieces. Like there's three solid separate melodies. Yeah, they used to write real songs. Nothing is phoned in. It's not like you're just biding your time until you get to the chorus. Totally. That's how songs are today. It's just a hook. You don't care. The, the, it's like the, the words are just like a porno when they're in the office talking about the thing. You know, oh, you didn't get me those reports. Yeah, you better get me those. You know, they're late, so I'm going to have to punish you. You're, you're going like, to have right, to make it up to me it. somehow. Yeah, just get on with it. We don't we fast forward to this nonsense. I don't need the plot buildup. Thank you. To the group, Jess says she's doing better now. She can't always explain her emotions. And all the women empathize here. I My heart. For Jess, like, I really feel for her. She's yeah. clearly highly sensitive. She's a highly sensitive person. She's super sensitive. And this environment is not her environment. And it also feels like on top of that, the producers are almost preying on her. Of course. Zach arrives, toasts the ladies, and pulls Katie first. And now we get word watch two. Zach says, After me being gone all last week, being sick. Katie's one-on-one time now. She says it was a cool day. She's still not in her element in these group settings. She feels like she's a kid around Zach. I think that's powerful. I mean, I think it's clear from our relationship that we believe in that. (laughs) She says that he's so intentional. He's an amazing guy. Where has he been all her life? I have to admit the way Zach gazes at Katie is like... This this moment, this conversation, I was like, ooh, especially the makeout. It feels like he's at home. Like he's been looking forward to this. Yeah. This is his respite. Yes. His respite. Sorry, respite. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> respite should be a word. It should. Yeah. It maybe is. Yeah, it probably is. I'm subscribed to one of those like word of the day emails, and I never know the word. I like to think that I know a lot of words, and occasionally once a month, maybe I'll be like, oh, yeah, I think I know what that word oh, means. Oh, it's incredible. Like 70% of the English language, we don't know the words. Amazing. There's so many words. Mm-hmm. We're too yeah. busy saying amazing. That's true. <laughs> like, amazing, awesome. That's it. And literally. Yep. Their makeout is so hot. Mm. There's like a playfulness. It's like a teasing. It comes in and out. And they're like. Oh, and he's oh. into it. It's not about her. When it's the Bachelorette or when, it, when it's the Bachelor, I'm focusing on them. Uh-huh. It's not about the cast. Because you think they're all into that. Yeah, they're all going to be into it for whatever. Maybe their their, their reasoning is, is a little manipulated by, you know, the, the conflict of the Instagram and the money and the game show. Yeah. But the lead, when the lead starts being playful with the kisses and getting like really like mm-hmm. into it, then you know. Mm-hmm. And this was the most into kissing 
that I've seen Zach in this season. So yes, far. completely agree. Almost uncomfortable. I was almost, I almost felt like I needed to leave the room. Yeah, it felt so intimate. Yeah. Gabby's one on one time now. He says he doesn't want her to worry. He has butterflies with her. I wrote, she says stuff here, but we're mainly focused on how often she says like. Oh my God. I counted 12 likes in half a sentence. It's too much. And I haven't noticed it. That's the amazing thing. Well, because we saw, who was that actor we saw on, was it Colbert? Oh, it was um, it was um, Hank Azaria. Uh, yeah, he was dissing The Bachelor, but he watches it. Yeah, that's the funny thing. He's <laughs> like, I admit it, I watched The Bachelor, but he's also dissing. Yeah, but he dissed it so well. Yeah, it was artful dissing. He oh, says yeah. he watches it to count how many likes can be said in a yeah. minute. Unfortunately, this was the first episode we saw since we saw that interview, and we were like, "Wow, there are yeah, a lot of likes." Maybe it planted a seed in our head, but I've. I, I mean, it's become background. It's like white noise for yes, me. Yes, I hear stopped the noticing. And the literallys. But with Gabby, I was like, holy cow. It's like every other word. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a musical score. It's like an offbeat. It's like, <laughs> I like, like, then, like, I like, but, like, then, we, like, 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 then, like, but, like, we, like, you, like. <laughs> it's kind of nice, actually. When it's, you know, when it's reliable, it's kind of nice. It reminds me of how when I can't sleep and I hear a noise, I can fall asleep if it's a steady, steady, like a clock I could sleep. Yeah. But if it's an irregular clock or a sound that's just not fully consistent in its rhythm, I can't. What if, what if I, could I record an ASMR with just likes, like rhythmic <laughs> likes? I like, want, like, you like to like fall like asleep oh that ruined it asleep like uh like sleep oh nice so back with the group now we see jess very anxious about going into her conversation with zach she knows that this conversation could change everything mm -hmm. so they sit down on the same sofa he was on with katie <laughs> andy you said it's still moist gross Jess says the witch date was out of her comfort zone. And you said that was the least out of the comfort zone witch I've ever seen. <laughs> Zach asks how she's feeling. And Jess says it's been hard. She's been knocked down so many times. She doesn't have much confidence. It's hard to see all these women progress in their relationships. She was hoping for a one-on-one -on -one mm. to be able to open up more. Mm. And he says, yeah. He says, that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says that shouldn't be a factor. He's felt something with her since night one. They'll have the time to get to know each other. It's yeah, after the show. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be back in LA. It'll be great. We'll go get coffee. I found this a little patronizing. Like it's episode yeah. six. We'll have the time. Like yeah. this in, was a mess. In two weeks, it's hometowns. Yeah. She says she's a slow burn. And he's like, that's okay. Yeah. How is that okay? It's well, okay it's not okay what? when you don't give her a date. Yeah. What bothered me about this was how he made her feel like she was wrong for focusing on the fact that she it's, wasn't getting a date. Yeah, it's like someone stepping in your foot. Like you're having a conversation with someone and they've got their foot, like their heel on your toe. Yeah. And you're like, your, your, your foot, your boot is on my foot. Uh -huh. And they're like, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. She says the clock is ticking. What can she do that's organic and natural and not forced in the time that she does have? He hasn't seen all there is to her yet. She thought she'd get vulnerable and open up on that one. And one. I love get, that. Let's get vulnerable. Let's get vulnerable. I want to get vulnerable. Good. I, I love how you really committed to that extra beat. You like? Oh. I thought it was going to be let's get vulnerable, vulnerable, and oh, you were no. like vulnerable. 
Good. She thought that, yeah, with a one-on-one, she'd be able to get vulnerable. Mm. And now he downplays the one-on-one thing. He says it's not some rule where you get vulnerable on a one-on-one. <laughs> oh, actually, it is a rule <laughs> in The Bachelor. I found this such an irksome response. Yeah, he is being a jerk here. She asks if women were vulnerable with him before or after a one-on-one. And she says it's a whole day together. Yeah. And he's like, so it's about a one-on-one, like sort of. It he, is about a one-on-one. Yeah, but he's like accusing her of focusing on the idea of a one-on-one instead of what happens on a one-on-one. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you want a one-on-one because you feel further ahead. Like he's accusing her of looking at this like a competition, not what that allows her to do. It was him not, sometimes being a gentleman, mm-hmm. and this is a heavy in quotations, <laughs> yeah. gets in the way of being a good person. It's like sort of the the, path, the, the road to hell is paved with good, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, you know what I mean. The point <laughs> is, is that he's trying to smooth this over yeah. where he should be honest right now. Mm-hmm. But sometimes he is honest. But in this situation, you should just be like, listen, I don't feel it. There's something missing here. And yes, you're right. I did pick you last for the one-on-one, yeah. and I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. This isn't the way he should say it. But I did pick you last for the one-on-one, and you should be upset about that. Instead, he's like, one-on-one? What's this? Yeah, Who needs yeah. a one-on-one? Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was a while. I don't know one-on-one. Yeah, and making her feel crazy for reading into how that feels. Wait, <laughs> reading into how that means he feels about her. Yes, did that come out it's, right? No, but we all yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah, like it represents something, as she says in the car later. And th- now, is that, ugh, this was not Zach's finest no, it moment. Wasn't. I was really not into this. No. He says now that he feels a disconnect. He feels nervous now. Now he does. Yes. So he puts it on her. He's yeah. like, oh, now I feel disconnect. I feel nervous. He's not feeling that confident. And as hard as it is, it pains him to say, and he doesn't look very sad about it, by the way. His, he's got that look in his eyes that he gets when he's like over someone. And what strikes me about this is it's like he was using the script, the Bachelor script. It's like, oh, we'll get time. Oh, yeah, it's not a big deal. Oh, it's just a, you know, who cares about the one on one? Like, let's focus on each other now. It's almost like all the scripts, you know, I'm like, a, I don't know, a telemarketer calls you or whatever. And <sighs> you ask a question that, and it forces them to go off script. And yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, well, sorry down. that you felt that way. And then they yeah. kind of like transfer to a different column and speak to you about something else. And, and it's frustrating. Love that. Love that. <laughs> Who doesn't love that? Yeah, it was like, cannot compute the answers that I've been given can't really apply yeah, to her yeah. argument. And so suddenly it's like, okay, well, therefore abort. I feel a disconnect. This is over. It, he it he was, wasn't responding to her issue. And and it was easy. He could have been like, you know what? You're right. Uh, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. And I'm sorry, but like, there is a reason why you haven't gotten a one-on-one yet. And I just don't feel it with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. Like, I think you're great. And it was an e- it was actually an easy out. Yes. He, she gave it to him. She but did. instead, he made believe. Like, is there even another chance for a one-on-one yet? Or is it over? Is it just go- Technically, yeah, you can have- a one-on-one in week seven. But honestly, week seven is usually when people are getting their second one-on-one. Yeah, I think the one-on-one window is closed. I think that she's right to say that it's the end of the line. It's so interesting how one word can really make, or the tone of what he's saying sounds so bad. He said, now. I feel a disconnect now. now. Right. Now, suddenly. I, yeah, now, I feel- after you said that, after you actually... 
not to overuse, but she was vulnerable. Mm-hmm. After you were vulnerable, now I'm going to punish you for it and send you home. Whereas I could have just been honest. Yeah. The funny thing is, Zach's been so brutally honest in so many situations. Why couldn't he do it now? Was he, he had a little feeling for Jess? Was he? He. It was a little harder than than easy. Yeah. Why didn't he do he it? He should have said to her what he said to Bailey. I just exactly. don't feel it. Yeah, I don't feel it. How easy was it with Bailey? Well, you know why? It's because I don't think Zach can take responsibility. I don't think he can be the bad guy. Yeah. He broke down. The machine broke yeah, down. Yeah, he was like, cannot compute. It's like when you're trying to cancel the credit card and they run out of like the scripts to try and convince you to stay. So suddenly it's like, okay, yeah, bye. It yeah. didn't work. The, 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 I, you know what I like to get to? My, my goal with those situations is to get silence where I break it so bad that they're just like, I just hear breathing on the other end. They're like, (laughs) (sighs) So Jess cries. She says she told him from the start she wasn't going to fight for someone who doesn't fight for her. She's not going to beg for him. I love that she says this. They rise and walk out together. Nice. And Andy, you said it's like he was bullshitting her. And then it's like, oh, you want me to not bullshit you? Okay, then go home. That's how this felt. Mm -hmm. Zach in his ITM says this is literally the last thing I could have expected with Jess. Mm. You called bullshit. Yeah. He, at some point, he lost interest, and he can't admit that. Yeah. And as Zach puts her in the car, he says he wishes it were different. And in the car now, this is to me, and to bring back Flashpoint, we haven't done a Flashpoint in a while, mm. but Jess's monologue as Excellent. she exits. Seriously, I, if anyone out there hasn't been watching this season, it's worth it to just watch this monologue. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. From a from someone who seemed lacking in confidence and really sort of scrambling the whole season, yeah. she nails it. Yes. Here. And it really showed the side of her we've wanted to see all season yeah. that she hasn't been able to show because she hasn't had a fucking one-on-one. Yeah. You can tell she's in a car with her producer with whom she's the most comfortable because yeah. she never got to that point with Zach. And she is not that scared girl that no. we've seen all season. She, she says she's frustrated because all she wanted was quality time and he wasn't processing that. She says, quote, like it's the craziest thing to want to go on a date with someone I could potentially marry. <gasps> like it's the craziest thing that I'm upset I'm the last one. If it's someone I want to marry, wouldn't I want to be chosen right away? Thank Duh. you. Wouldn't I want to feel like he wants to take me on a date? A date. Yes, <laughs> thank you. For him to be shocked that I'm hurt is crazy to me. I, it really felt like she came into her own at yeah. this very ending. The, we got her just at the last yeah. second. We got Jess. Up until that, she was just a girl who like sort of seemed out of place and crying a yeah, lot. Yeah, and uncomfortable. And it, uncomfortable It turns out when anxious. she's angry... She really came out of her shell. Anger is her proper emotion. (laughs) Be more angry, Jess. I believe that he was kind of into Jess at one point. I just wish that we got some more honesty. Same with the Greer thing. It's like, at what point did you lose interest? That's part of your job is to articulate that. I agree. It's bad story arc. So Zach rejoins the group now. And Andy, you cracked up at Kat's look of concern. (laughs) (laughs) It was one of these. It was like, it was like. You didn't buy it. No. She was, look, there's there's a certain expression that I've come to know in this franchise mm-hmm. is the, the feigning of concern and disappointment that's masking excitement when someone leaves the show. And that's what Kat had in that moment. Uh, <laughs> so I want to agree with you, but I actually think that 
Kat didn't get one-on-one -on -one time this evening because of this. So it's possible her concern was partly for herself. Oh, so it's kind of your, it's kind of the other side of a coin. Yeah, but yes, yeah. okay. Isn't it fascinating how one episode can twist things on their head and make Kat suddenly look like not yeah. the bad guy, but she's she's not the bad guy. But there was something she started to go in a different direction. Yeah, the arc changed. Yeah, the arc changed very suddenly. It took a hard left. Mm -hmm. He says he and Jess were talking. There was a huge disconnect, blah, blah, blah. They hit a frustrating breaking point mm -hmm. where he couldn't take responsibility. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> where he had to send her home. And they both agreed on it. And it was shocking nonetheless. Mm. He says he's not giving out a rose. He hopes they understand. And Kat seems super struck. Yeah. I think partly because she really was close with Jess. We saw enough footage of them together for me to think that they were really close. And finally, before we move on from the Jess stuff, we have to talk about my biggest takeaway from this, mm. which is something we touched on last week, the idea of reverse, reverse psychology in the previews. Yeah. Because we were shown this clip on in the night one preview, not the night one preview, the preview after night one, the season preview after night one. Right, right. We saw Jess say, like, I want to know why I haven't gotten a one-on-one -on -one yet. And she's crying. And I saw that and was like, oh, that's going to happen in like week four or week three. And she's going to get her one-on-one -on -one one -on -one. in week yeah. five and go, because we're so used to everything in the previews being a lie. Yeah, they've turned but, it on us. Yes, I fell for it. Yeah. The reverse, reverse psychology thing is official. It yeah. happens. Yeah. We, now we got to watch out for that. Now the next thing is going to be reverse, reverse, reverse. <laughs> Now it's the next day, Zach walks through the woods and he's upset about Jess until he says, but today is a new day. <laughs> Ariel arrives. Today we're in the Estonian countryside, he says. And she mm. says, I thought we were in New Jersey. Nice. Mm. See? Always funny. She is funny. They sit down. Zach says, nothing like ice cold charcuterie. I, you know what? This really resonated with me. There's nothing worse than ice cold charcuterie. Charcuterie is, is, is needed. For, I don't eat charcuterie anymore. I want to make that clear. But there was a time in my life where I tore into a heavy charcuterie <laughs> and I demanded a room temperature. Yeah, I was about to say room temperature. It's got to be room temperature. Mm -hmm. And when it's ice cold, it feels cheap. It that's, feels like someone like someone cut corners. Mm, yeah. I feel like you're not being treated properly. That's how I feel about cheese. I like a room temperature cheese. Every, Unless all, it's melted. A hundred percent. All of that stuff needs to be room temperature. Yeah. But he was right. So <laughs> that's my point. A woman arrives and tells them that the sauna is a sacred place in Estonia and it reveals that they are at a nudist sauna. Mm. This was such bait and switch, by the way. Ugh. Unbelievable. Last week, they're like, oh, nudist sauna. They wanted to get Ariel saying nudist sauna oh, yeah. to Everyone. get anyone who was like on the verge of quitting to be like, oh, hopefully I can see <laughs> Ariel at a nudist sauna. <laughs> That's how it felt. It was exactly what they were doing. They're in swimsuits now. Swimsuits. <laughs> they were in the same outfit. They would be in a regular situation. <laughs> they seem to brush each other with leaves. Yeah. I put a question mark here. The woman talking them through everything now says that their bodies are prepared to enter the sauna. Mm. And they enter the sauna with their swimsuits on. Yeah. More. They're chatting and kissing. And now a couple, a nude couple joins them. Zach and his ITM says that he's traumatized. Well, I mean, when you compare it to forgetting who his favorite band was, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> it I, just felt, you know, it felt really young, young but also provincial. Provincial, yeah. It felt like... Yeah, uh, like really it, traumatized? It, yeah, it felt like he hadn't seen much of the world that he that he used this word for this. And I think he was trying to be funny. Yeah. But there are many 
places you go in the world and you see naked bodies. It's not well, traumatizing. I also find it so like imagine if an animal was watching this show. <laughs> Like if a bunch of like a herd of goats were watching, they'd be like, what, what, what's the problem with, I don't understand. This is the only scene in this whole show that makes any sense. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> That's what they say after they say that. <laughs> is that good? Does that sound right? I think it's a little too steady a sound. Is oh. It- <laughs> is that I'm thinking more like. <laughs> Oh, that's really good. Do that again. You need more like like God, you stops. do such good animal sounds. Do your horse sound. Just do your horse sound. I've it's done about it before. Time. No, you have not done it on the I podcast. Ha- I have done it on the podcast. Just do it again. Do the horse. I have sound. to cover my face. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's literally exactly a horse. I never thought that I would reach a point where I did that more than once on the podcast. That's a sign of a successful podcast. Is it? Yeah. You've done the horse sound twice now. We're on our way. Ariel in her ITM says that she had a theory that the older you are, the more likely you are to be naked. And I actually think this is true. She's absolutely right. Because I think as you get older, you, you become more- You don't give enough. You don't give a friggin'. <laughs> you don't give a frig. A frig. One frig, yes. A lone frig. <laughs> Andy, you argued that this was rude. You don't go into a nudist environment and wear clothes. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if that's true. It's 100% true. Think about it. Think about this. You've you've gotten over the hump of like going and taking off all your clothes in front of other people. Mm. And you go into this song, you're like, okay, we're doing this. This is happening. I want to feel comfortable. And then some people come in with bathing suits on. How do you feel? Yeah, you just you're just like, oh, that person is more shy than me. That's you sitting on the couch podcasting, thinking about it. When you're in that sauna and you see the people in swimsuits, you're like, are you you're sitting now? You no, feel but naked. the kind of person that goes naked into that setting isn't keeping score like that they're just comfortable i'm not talking about someone who's keeping score i'm talking about someone oh you're saying that someone the kind of person that goes nude yeah but you're assuming everyone's a veteran of the nudist place what if it's a newcomer what if someone who's never done it before (laughs) and they walk in they're like okay we're gonna do this this." and they go in there i only say that because i've been to like places in germany like sort of spa settings or hot springs where some people are naked and some people weren't that's nudist optional (laughs) That's a difference. If it's called a nudist sauna, that means you take your clothes off when you get in the sauna, period. Okay, well, the Shandies will certainly chime in to tell us if you're right. Bad etiquette. Ariel in her ITM says, Zach's funny and quirky. He tells her how great she is. They make out. And now the couple joins them, still naked, in the hot tub. Yeah. I thought it was, uh, it got a little weird there. (laughs) Yeah, but it didn't get weird. It could have gotten weird. (laughs) I wanted it to get weird. Okay. So now it's later, but I wrote not evening, question mark, because usually we would see an evening date, but the sun is still shining outside. Yeah. She's dressed differently. It was Mm. sort of odd. It almost felt like they went right into the rose ceremony that same evening or something, like they had to make up for lost time. It was just odd to me that this was during the day still. Maybe they got a really early start at the nudist sauna. Like I do think like, they like did. A 7 a.m. nudist. Situation. I think they did. Zach in his ITM mentions Sean saying about Catherine that Catherine caught him off guard. She'd been in front of him the whole time, and he feels like Ariel could be that for him. Zach tells Ariel she's got a well put together image. He was impressed by it, but also nervous. Now he's gotten to know her better. He's really interested. And now Ariel opens up. 
She says it's hard for her to be vulnerable and talk about her feelings and wants. She's really good at cutting everything with humor and mm. using humor as a veil because mm. she's not good at articulating her feelings. She hasn't been herself in all her relationships and she's been through a lot of heartbreaks and through it all stopped loving herself. And she's leaned into living a lonelier life because she doesn't want to sacrifice who she is. Mm. Zach now does that thing where he relates to her using an imperfect comparison, but she doesn't hold it against him. Mm. He would never ask her to sacrifice who she is. And he here, Andy, you said Ariel might be Bachelorette. I'd put money on it. You want to bet? Not really, because I, th- I think there's a chance. Zach in his ITM says that this has far exceeded his expectations. He presents her with the rose. Their connection hit a new point that, honestly, he didn't know they would reach. She's witty and charming and funny and mature. And this journey has carried a lot of surprises, and she might be the best one. Ooh. That's effusive. She accepts. They make out. And then in her ITM... Ariel's talking, you know, she's like, for once, I have nothing to say. And then the music stops. I will say they're good at doing this, stopping the music for something serious. The music stops for her to whisper, I'm really tired of being alone. And that's when I was like, okay, Andy, you might be right. Ariel might be Bachelorette. That was it. That's going to be in the preview for her Bachelorette season. That exact soundbite. Yeah, I, you made me realize Ariel's so likable. We're shown so many clips of her being likable. She would be enough of a departure. And she's funny. She's Imagine funny. a really, Caitlin Bristow. Mm-hmm. How great was that season? Was why Caitlin Bristow was funny. funny. Yeah, she's funny. She's smart. Who doesn't like Ariel? No one doesn't I'm like Ariel. I'm telling you, she's Bachelorette. No one. Even, look, we had Emma and Claire on and, and Claire was like, one of us, one of us. It's like <laughs> Ariel is the every woman. Yeah. She's the girl that you're kind of like, what's she doing there? Yep. It made me real. You were right. You called it before I did. Thank, Good job. Thank you. Thank you. You could have easily not given me credit for that. I'm good at giving good, credit where good, credit is good, due. Good wife. <laughs> Meanwhile, when I deserve credit, you're like, I told you so. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. What do you want? <laughs> what was the thing this morning? Oh, you said that the, the lavender worked oh, yeah, for your the, sleep. Yeah, I said the lavender really helped me sleep. You were, instead of you being like, that's great. You're like, I told you so. That's <laughs> horrible. Who wants so that? It was so unnecessary. Oh. Okay, so now it's the next evening. I don't know if it's the next evening or the next day or maybe the same evening, but it is the Rose Ceremony Cocktail Party. Zach arrives, toasts, and pulls Allie first. Uh, not a lot happening there. Mm-hmm. In their one-on-one time, there's more words. Not a lot said. No. The body language screams. Zach is phoning this in. Like, he's completely tilted away from her. Yep. Gabby, one-on-one time, they eat Estonian pancakes, which I have to say are very cute. I love mini things. You do love mini things. <laughs> yeah. Anything that's small, you like. Mm-hmm. The, Anything. I was like that when I was little, too. If really? you could get mini pancakes at a restaurant, I would be like, yeah. That's so cute. Zach and his ITM says he can be himself with Gabby. Brooklyn, one-on-one time, it's mostly just them kissing. Mm-hmm. Katie, one-on-one time, they're just liking on each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charity pulls Cat to chat now. Charity- cat to chat. Yes. Charity says she wants Cat to know why she said what she said about Cat having taken Zach before. It was really like wow. convoluted, but basically she wanted to explain something she had said towards Cat. And Cat says now she stands by what she did. Yeah. So she's continues to be unapologetic. Yeah, but she's at this point she's defined and I honestly think it's rightfully so. Because I think producers clearly said to Charity, he's like, you know, maybe you should, you know, resolve this with Kat. I don't think Charity went out of her way to do this. I think she was guided. And I also think it's enough is enough. Like mm. Kat has paid for this. It's enough. Like it wasn't the biggest infraction oh, I've ever seen on this franchise. She doesn't pay for it until it, re- it affects her relationship with Zach. 
Ah. And that's what the producers attempt to make happen this right. evening. Yes. So Brooklyn now goes over. Too much. To a step too far. To, yeah, Brooklyn goes and supports Charity and says she has a question. And Kat's like, I don't need this shit. And she's right. And she storms off. I think Charity is an adult. Yeah. Charity didn't say, Kat, can you come talk to Brooklyn and me? No. She said, can you talk, talk to me? I, I know that Brooklyn meant to support her friend, but sure. I felt this was a little overkill. Over the top. Yeah. It was unnecessary. It felt performative at this point. And honestly, if I was Kat, I would have done the exact same thing. Mm. I would have been like, enough. Goodbye. I'm not even doing this. I'm yeah. not even addressing this. Mm. Like how many not times? Not letting you do this. Yeah. It's like, what do you want me to say? I'm not, I don't apologize. Yeah. It's like, you kind of just need to move on. Yeah. I've borne the cross. It's enough. Kat rejoins the other ladies. Some suspicious editing here because when she joins them, we see Ariel, Katie, and Gabby. And then when she rises, we only see Ariel and Gabby. So I think there was more to happen here mm, than we saw. Yeah. It didn't follow the narrative the producers wanted. So they asked. You're it. right. But that's sort of the theme of the rest of this evening, honestly. It's so weirdly edited. Ariel now asks Gabby if she thinks they should go comfort Kat. And Gabby says, I don't think that would be in our best interest. She's watched a lot of Bachelor. Yes. And what a fascinating thing to show us. Yes. It's really like Keep pulling behind, right the, behind curtain, the curtain. Yeah. Right. And now we see Kat talking to her producer. We don't see the producer, but we know she's talking to her producer. She's riled up. She's upset. And then Zach arrives and she's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. like she. She transforms from angry and upset to smiling and laughing. Yeah. And it made me think producers are really trying to throw her under the bus. Absolutely. They're really trying to make her look bad here. Absolutely. They're trying to make her look two-faced. Yes. The punishment did not fit the crime. I agree. For what she did. This was another thing. This was a narrative I think they thought of even before she did that pull Zach aside mm. thing or whatever. Or yeah, they were hoping someone would take the bait. Yeah. Oh, you miss Zach. You really want to see him. Oh, you don't want to wait till the group date. Why yeah. don't you think about pulling him aside when you see him next? Yeah. And Kat was the one to take that bait. Yeah. And then they're like, ah, yep, gotcha. <laughs> this is a cauldron. <laughs> no, it's a fish. Oh, I was thinking of a fishing. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, like we got you. It's like bending. Well, to Kat's credit, yeah. Zach asks if things were off on the witch date. Andy, you thought that he was told to say this or at least alerted to it by a producer. There was nothing that off on they, the, the witch date. The, the, the thing that was off was the witch date. Yeah, that was the, the off witch part. herself. She says no. This is really impressive. It's like they were setting her up. They're like, come on, Kat. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, you can do it. You can tell him. Yeah. You can trust him. Come to the light. And she was like, no, it's just her first group date since the mansion. And I have two thoughts on this. First is Kat is smart. Yes. She knows that Zach has zero tolerance for drama. She knows that she doesn't She doesn't want to get dragged down to that narrative, mm-hmm. so she resists. She yep. knows that she's safe. Yep. She's getting this rose. Oh, yeah. She's just going to survive. Yeah. So she's smart. Very. Second of all, is this is also part of the problem of Zach being so intolerant of drama, is that they didn't become closer in this conversation. She could have been like, this is what's happening right now, and I'm just frustrated. It has nothing to do with you. Because she knows that he has a history of sending someone home on the spot for this kind of yeah. thing. don't do drama. Yeah. She was like, no, everything's fine. Avoid the drama. Yeah. So she sort of acts her way through this. And I feel like she had no choice. Yeah, it's a good precedent for a relationship. (laughs) Right. Also, Gabby really deserves credit, too, for the downplaying of drama. They... They averted a disaster. She was so smart. I was like, I've watched this show. (laughs) Now it goes. 
Kat rejoins the group now. Lots of weird editing. Kat looked like she was going to melt down, but she doesn't. Charity's crying. We don't see why. No actual conversation. Yeah, that was shown. really weird. It she was, had a distinct tear. She had tears streaming like, down her down face. into the crack of the nose. Yeah. That's a tear that's been there. That's like that's <laughs> heavy. That's like tears have gone in different directions. <laughs> they needed a place to go. There wasn't just enough room on the cheek. They had to go the nose route. It's a heavy tear. Okay, so now it's the rose ceremony. Greer is still not there, so she just gets a pass. It's unbelievable. Amazing. Just fake sickness. That's the key to winning The Bachelor. Brooklyn in her ITM says, I'm very confident in Zach and I's connection. Ah! <laughs> Getting roses are Gabby, Katie. Andy here, you said, I bet you a billion dollars. Brooklyn's name is next, then Kat. And indeed, it was next. Brooklyn, then mm. Kat. Andy, you're becoming so good at this. Sad. Allie, sad? I'm proud of you. It makes Thank my you. job a lot easier. That's true. Allie tells him the ladies are great. They hug goodbye. In the car, she says he was incredible. Yeah. And here we discuss just how we got nothing, nothing. from Allie. And this Zero. is not against Allie. It's a it's about her edit. Like, there was truly nothing. I know that she's okay with skydiving. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Which I, I is can't not re- what I am. I know that she's different than me. <laughs> and now we see previews about the fantasy suite where Zach seems to be saying there's no sex. He doesn't want to have sex in the fantasy what, suite. What is the fantasy suite for except for Andy, that? Andy, you're really hung up on that. And now we get our credits where the witch hands out tea and tells the ladies to shout I love blank while throwing it into the fire. You know, you know what this, I, I, nothing again, look, I'm not saying this person is not a legitimate witch. <laughs> I'm just saying I've seen better way. You know what, you know what the best, the best witches I've ever seen? Go see um, Roman Polanski's Macbeth. Mm. Those are some money witches. Mm. Those are witches you gotta be scared of. Mm. They witch well. Yeah, but this was a good witch. She's helping with love. Yeah, but I mean, a good witch is like the Wizard of Oz. You see what that good witch did? The Witch of the North? She did some heavy witching. <laughs> I'm laughing at how they were like, I love my job. I love my life. And she's like, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> those witches, I'm telling you, those wit- those witches from Macbeth eat this witch before their morning coffee. <laughs> so now, Andy, it's time for your A game. Uh, again, Ariel's got this locked up. Mm. I mean, she's it's just a block. She's got the A game. I mean, I agree. Ariel, she has this down. Yeah. I don't think she's going to win, but she's going to make it very far based on game yeah. alone. She's yeah. very charming. She's all the things. But I mean, all of that yeah. also is she's game. She's LeBron of a game here. And our word watch, Andy, there were two six. How many correct guesses? 86. And our winner is Jody Berman. Congratulations. You are the winner of $120 in Spade and Sparrow's wine. Please email us by this Friday at midnight to claim your prize. And Andy... What is the word for next week? Husband. (laughs) Not partner. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, husband. All right. I like that. That's a good one. It's a new one. We've never had husband. Yeah, I also feel like that could be zero or like 10. Yes. Could really run the gamut. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you would like to join in the Shandy Word Watch Fund and have a chance to win $100 to one of my all-time favorite Etsy shops, Furano Studios, most of the rings I own are from her, many of my earrings are from her, I just love her stuff, then you can win some jewelry by guessing correctly the number of times the word husband will be uttered in episode seven. You must do so using the numeral of the number. You must use either husband or word watch in your comment, or you must come 
comment below this YouTube video or over on the Instagram post for this recap. You must do so by this Friday at midnight. And if you guess correctly, you will be entered in a draw and one name will be plucked to win the prize. You're getting good at that. I always get good towards the end of the season and yeah. then time passes and then it's hard again. Yeah, isn't it amazing? <laughs> the brain just, it's like, it doesn't have enough room for everything. So it just starts like caching stuff. Yeah, it's like you're not doing that for a while. We don't need that. Yeah. Practice really does. 10,000 hours. The thing about practice is true. The old adage. Yeah, another adage. <laughs> practice makes perfect, baby. Okay, Andy, that brings us to our predictions. Who do you have in your top spot? I have bumped Katie to number one. Mm -hmm. I think Kat showed some cracks. Yeah, I also have bumped Katie up, partly because I... Okay, there's two directions this could go in. In some ways, you could argue Kat would be a clear winner and therefore would need to go on a downturn to then go that. up because that I always has to happen. Yep. But there comes a point where it's like how much reverse psychology is there. We mm -hmm. saw Katie bring the gift basket to him last week. This week we saw really good one-on-one -on -one time with her unbelievable kissing chemistry. Then yeah. at what point are we going to be like, oh, it's all a red herring. seems like it has well, to be Katie right now. I think it does. And I also think it's more about Katie's quiet confidence mm. says everything. She's just, you don't even know. She's like not even there. Mm. It's almost like a flavor in a food that you're like, oh, wow, there's turmeric in this? Yeah. I would have never known. Actually, you'd always know if there's turmeric in something. It's a bad <laughs> example. This is the one thing you know, there's always turmeric. But my point is, is you don't really notice Katie. Mm. It's just like she's there. And she's she doesn't so need lovely. to make a presence. But also the fact that she is so drama-free, no in drama. a way, does make her a really good match for him. Absolutely. Like He she doesn't want one drop, one tiny molecule of drama her one-on-one -on -one date was before cat's one-on-one -on -one date yep. in fact wait like two weeks before yeah. and she was able to not pull zach out into the hallway to talk to him before charity's date she was able to just keep it together you're right the, her cat's lack of confidence makes me less confident absolutely isn't that amazing yes it shows you the power of confidence when people are like just fake confidence yeah it's powerful. Confidence is so powerful. And Katie's got it in spades. She does. The quiet... I gotta say, the Canadian... She's a strong Canadian showing. Oh, the Canadian. I mean, the Canadian makes such such a good human being. <laughs> okay, so we both have Kat in our second spots. Yeah. And so in our third spots... Once again, we're, we feel the same way. Actually, all of our predictions are the same. Oh, we really? Have, we have Gabby in third. Yeah. Because I, I do feel like he almost seems to confide in Gabby. He feels really comfortable. Yeah. He said that he can be himself with her. They kind of get a little weird together, which I think is really uh, yeah, powerful. They've got all the things. Yeah. I think that his awe of Kat will wane a bit if they don't start to get weird together. I agree. Mm. And then in fourth spot, we both have Ariel. Yeah. Okay. And it's a tight one for me. Gabby and Ariel tight. Yeah, it's almost interchangeable. I yeah. feel like Ariel could make third and Gabby. Mm, it's totally. hard to know. Yeah. All right, Andy, that is a wrap for episode six. Yes. Are you a witch now? No, I'm a conductor. Oh. I always wanted to be a conductor. It looks so fun. Oh my God, that makes you like my really dad. Doing that it's much so either. weird when you say things like my dad might say. I'm like, that's weird. Oh. <laughs> what did your dad say the other day? He was getting a lot of green lights these days. Yeah, that's a very dad thing to say. And yes, my dad has said that. <laughs> that's so funny. Once in a while, you'll really say a dad thing, though. Oh, yeah. You know what? It's getting to the point where I've embraced it. Like, I see, I am about to say something. I'm like, wow, that's going to be really dad if you say that. And I'm like, no, do it. 
there's like a little voice in my head like, no, do it, do it. <laughs> that reminds and I me, do it. I'm like, oh, God. That reminds me of those insurance commercials where it's like, don't become your parents. It's the it's, everyone it, can see that he has blue hair. It's so good. <laughs> it, it resonates so hard. Those with are me. such Every, good almost everything I say now. I have the voice of that guy saying like everyone can see that, you know, what, what's the thing I said the other day? We were walking in the park the other day and they had obviously done a lot of raking and there was this giant <laughs> pile of leaves. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow, that's a big pile of leaves. <laughs> like, and I heard the guy, I heard the guy. He was like, everyone can see that's a big pile of leaves. <laughs> But I had to say it. Well, if you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you. And that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews and tell your friends and generally do all of the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye bye. Dear Shandy. Huh. Ow.